Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we have Christian Tierney who is a Dublin-born photographer who has worked with the likes of Kendrick Lamar, Conor McGregor, Dua Lipa, just to name a few little names. So yeah, I hope you learn from it because he never went to college. He's a self-made man and I find him very inspiring. Please, if you do like this podcast, please like, subscribe, rate whatever you can because it really helps me out and I really love doing this and want to continue. Thank you. To a chair. Okay, it's recording. So, are you ready to start? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> okay. Hello everyone. I'm here with Christian Dearney. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. No I can't actually believe that I managed to convince you to come here because like you work with such amazing people I feel like I feel like a worm yeah Yeah. so basically do you want to describe what you do because you can probably do a better job than I can um I'm a photographer and filmmaker more photography than filmmaking these days yeah um and I photograph mainly musicians uh yeah I don't know do you want me to go into way more detail do you no 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 so just name a few of the people that you've worked with uh, recently, I've been working with Niall Horan, Haley Seinfeld. Last year, I was working with Conor McGregor. Um, I've shot people like Tulipa, Drake, The Weeknd, people like that, and yeah, tons, of, tons of names. Yeah, which is just insane. And you didn't, you didn't go to college, or no. you didn't do photography in school, or anything like that. No, I started really young. I started when I was like, I'd made my first videos when I was like maybe twelve. So I like, I kind of realized what I was passionate about really young, and I've always been obsessed with music as well. So I found like. I made skate videos when I was a kid and then a, a guy asked me to make him a music video when I was like 14 and I was like somebody wants to pay me to put my two favourite things together I'm absolutely I've never made money before this is amazing I'm going to do this and then from then on from when I was like 14 I just like put everything into that and it just kind of snowballed and that's insane you like started getting paid then yeah like only like tiny amounts of yeah. money but like but like I was it was a way that like I just wanted to do yeah. what, what I what I loved and this just came along and I was really I'm really grateful that like I found something that I loved that young because like I know most people don't find out like what they're passionate about until much later so um yeah luckily by the time I finished school I was kind of already working and making money so I said I'll I, I got a place in college in Dunleary for a film I said I'll, I'll defer it for a year and see how I get on by myself and then I ended up fine yeah kind of. I'm not homeless yet yeah um, unreal yeah so that is insane. So like you started making money while you're in school because I, I saw an interview and it was like by the time you were 15 or 16, like you were you were already kind of making your way up the ladder a little bit. So I was wondering, like by the time you got to six year, you must have like been doing really well. Uh, Yeah, it depends what you call well, but I was happy with how things were going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I kind of I got a few artists early on, like just before they got big. Like when I was 15, I reached out to Macklemore just before he got big and got to shoot him. And then when like, you were 15, then yeah, I, I wore my um, junior cert results night outfit to the shoot. And like, <laughs> I remember I was so nervous. He was like my like my favorite artist. And like he wasn't really big yet. I just I f- found him online. And like very soon after I shot with him, he got really big. And um, that kind of people, even though like I was so young, kind of people kind of believed me a bit more because I worked with somebody that was doing really well and uh, then like a couple of years later I shot like James Bay just before he got big and that ended up getting really big as well so um, I kind of had a, a knack for catching people before they got big and um, having those kind of big names on my CV quite young kind of helped me get on a little bit early so 
Yeah. And when you turned up, were they? Did they know you were that young? Were they like, "Excuse me, are you are you meant to be here?" No, they probably did, but nobody ever mentioned it, so I just I just didn't bring it up unless they did. Yeah. And like, were you not? So you say Macklemore was like your favorite artist at fifteen, at like the most awkward age that's ever imaginable. Yeah. Were you not so like awkward and starstruck? Uh, like I was really nervous, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Like I've always had like struggled with social anxiety growing up, big time. And but for some reason, because like I knew things like about him, I felt like I had like oh here's here's like four topics that I know about him that I can talk to him about, and I had these conversation points prepared. Whereas it's like exactly like my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I, because like I knew I don't know I just I was really nervous, but like I think it's kind of like a, in my life like there's been moments where I know that like this is gonna scare the life out of me but I know that like it's worth facing up to the fear of it and like I just kind of had to do that like I suppose yeah and seeing as you didn't go to college I'd say sometimes you're kind of wing or not now because you're a complete mm. professional but I'd say there was some points where there's these big names asking you do, to mm. do things and you're kind of like just guessing or winging it I feel like anything kind of artistic is kind of just I suppose winging it yeah to a certain degree but um yeah, I don't know. I just kind of had to learn on the go, but that's kind of the best way that I learn. Like, I, I don't really like sitting down and learning in a classroom. Like, that really works for some people, and the kind of college route works for people like that, but I just kind of work better just giving things a go. And That's the same as me. Like, mm. I didn't go to school, like, ever, basically. And then college... I say this on every podcast. It's probably a really bad example to me. <laughs> college just didn't work for me. Like, from the get-go, I just wasn't trying my hardest. And then as soon as I dropped out and start, like was like, okay, I'm going to do this... Mm. Like, I went so extra. Like, yeah. I have lights, <laughs> I have a backdrop. Yeah, exactly. Built yeah. my own studio. And, like, we're, I work so hard on this, even though it's, like, obviously not big or anything, but hopefully one day it will be. Yeah. And it's, like, some people, they can't be motivated unless they know that it's kind of taking them places. Well, yeah, for yeah. me, anyway, like, I'm sure you sound like you're a similar type of person. Yeah. And I was watching... um a kind of talk you did I'm actually not sure what it was for but I mm. think it was to students yeah, yeah. and you were talking about how like just because you're smart doesn't mean you have to go into these professions and have like this yeah, cookie yeah. cutter life yeah yeah and I was just like whoa that's what What was that for it was for a like a youth conference thing a big thing in the RDS with like thousands of kids at it um kind of first half of secondary school age students um and yeah I I went to like a really really academic secondary school and like everyone in my class was going for like law and medicine and I used to go around to people and like I knew that I wasn't going to college from like kind of start sixth year I knew that like I was going to try and take the place but I didn't need to get like 600 points to get into film it's kind of based on portfolio so I used to go around and ask people like oh where does your passion for medicine come from that you're you're trying so hard to get medicine and people would freeze and be like they just wouldn't have an answer or they'd be like oh my parents want me to do it or I feel like I, I should do it or it's like it's kind of like the job that I feel like is is meant for for me because I can get the points and that just kind of like baffled me from as somebody who like was pursuing something I was really passionate about from like a young age and didn't ever like care about other people's opinions of it like it kind of shocked me that people were just doing what they felt like other people wanted them to do rather than doing what they actually wanted to do so um so yeah, I did this talk. I, I I can't remember how it came about. Um, I think they asked me to do a talk on like what I was what I was doing like work wise, and I was kind of thinking about maybe like writing an article or something about like that topic. And they said, "How about I 
if they're students how about they talk to them about this and instead of just talking about all the work that I've done I try and give them something that they can take away from it so did this talk and just kind of said like as you said like if you just because you get like lo you're really smart to get loads of points doesn't mean that you have to necessarily use and like I did really well in school and I think my, some of my teachers always told me like oh you should do engineering or do something like that and it just just never really interested me and um, a girl in my year before was like going like repeating to leave and start to do I think it was like dentistry I think mm. it was dentistry and she was like I knew she like didn't really really she wasn't passionate about dentistry and then and eventually repeating is such a hack yeah and then eventually I like kind of got it out of her and she was like oh I'd absolutely love to be an interior designer and I was like well, why don't you just go and do an interior be it do interior design and she was like oh, I'll have much I'll have time to do that like much later in life and I was like you only get one go at doing this is like at your life just go and do that now like and that kind of blew my mind so I tried to do a talk on that yeah it's so cliche and like I always say this to people but it's the most used phrase ever but you actually do only live once yeah, as far as we know yeah reincarnation might be real <laughs> but as far as we know you only do live once and it, it baffles me like I was talking to a guy the other day in the work that actually pays me <laughs> and he was saying um that he was doing see, I don't want to be too specific because he was a really nice guy but he yeah. was saying that he was basically doing something businessy and I was like oh is that what you always wanted to do mm. and he was like no but like you know pays really well and I'm going on an unreal holiday. Hmm. I was like, so you're going to live the rest of your life to go on a two-week holiday? Exactly, like, yeah. <laughs> like, Whereas and if I you know, do something you like, you can just enjoy it yeah. while you're doing it rather than having to look forward to a tiny little break in the middle. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes I think, and if if you are struggling in school, kind of take take something good from this. Sometimes I think because I didn't do well in school, hmm. I had to think about what I wanted course, more. Yeah. I had to think about what I was good at more yeah. and then had an opportunity to pick and choose. Yeah. Whereas sometimes when you're really smart or really good at one thing, even yeah. if it's not something you want to do, you're like, okay, I guess I'll just do that. Yeah. And it's so crazy because you also don't even know who you are. Exactly. You're yeah. li I, like, I still don't know who I am. That's, yeah. that's like, this podcast is kind of an education for me. Yeah. So I'm, it's, yeah, it just baffles me. And I thought that talk was really good. So well done. Yeah. So going back to say like touring with, Niall Horan and mm. doing all that like is it absolutely hectic what you do yeah this is my first year that I've like toured properly mm. um before that I just kind of shot artists when they came to Dublin on tour and like would shoot gigs and like would live at home and just shoot like one-off gigs for people and um, so this year it kind of completely switched and I just spent the whole year with one or two artists and was traveling every day and waking up in a new city every day and sleeping on a tour bus and it was completely like everything I always wanted to do as a kid and like it was incredible and like people have this like glamorous idea of what they think tour life is but it's like it is like a slog at times and like you wake up at nine o'clock in the morning or whatever well, I didn't wake up at nine o'clock in the morning but, but other people did uh, <laughs> and like you're at work the second you wake up and then until you go to bed that night you're on at work and it's like that for six months mm. and it's like it is really really intense it's a lot of work but then at the same time it's like the best the best thing ever it's absolutely amazing like I the think, best fun of my life yeah. I think people see people doing creative things that are really successful mm. and they think oh they're so lucky their job is so fun and easy yeah and they don't realise that like you're obviously going to make it look fun and mm. easy and it is a lot of the time but it's 
it's your passion so you're doing it 24 7 there's yeah. no break from it yeah exactly. and even when say you're like okay i'm gonna take an hour out to myself like you probably are thinking about it the whole time and yeah. thinking how you can further yourself because you work for yourself yeah yeah which is like insane to have that responsibility mm. on you at what age are you 22 22 just turned 22 yeah oh my god so embarrassing that like you're the same age as me because <laughs> i'm not. like i'm like oh my god you're Everyone doing so works well at a different pace. Yeah, yeah yeah but are your parents like super super proud of you yeah, yeah, they're real. Like, that's one thing that, like, I don't take for granted of, like, when I was talking to people who are being forced into, like, doing courses they don't want to do. Like, my parents couldn't be better. And, like, my dad would, like, drive me to shoots when I was a kid and drive me everywhere. And my parents, like, have been so supportive and, like, never questioned anything that I wanted to do. Would always, like, if I said I wanted to do something, they'd 110% push me, like, like to help me do it. Like, um, not a lot of people are like are blessed with that kind of support so uh so yeah i owe i know an awful lot to them for supporting me so much yeah it's so insane like i'd say they're like like my parents have no clue what i'm doing up here in this room <laughs> but like i'd say your parents are like look what he's doing now like this is insane yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if i was them i'd be like hit the jackpot <laughs> <laughs> but it's so amazing to see like an irish person doing all these things because i feel like in Ireland, like it's weird that I a lot of people ha- have heard mm. of you. Obviously, you've got lots of followers and stuff. But I feel like in Ireland, like we're kind of bad at supporting our own once they kind of move out. Of, I know you're still in this country, but mm. obviously you're traveling a lot. Like move out of the country. It's mm. like once you're gone, you're gone. And it's really nice to see someone doing so well that's young that like is an example to people because he didn't go to college like you're self-taught you said you mm. learned a lot from youtube videos yeah, yeah. which i really relate to <laughs> um yeah so it's just it's just so so incredible appreciate that thank you <laughs> no problem at all so i saw that you were like um how you got kind of the big names at the start mm. was that you would f- see who was on who was who who's on see, see who was playing yeah. in dublin then you would like email their their managers yeah yeah so how like what how did you do that like what what did you do i just found their manager's email most people have them either like on their website or on their facebook really yeah like the manager's emails are like always either on the yeah twitter facebook or the website and what would you what age were you when you were doing this i would have started when i was like 15 doing it like non-stop and would they would they come back to you i feel like if i wrote an email like that it would look so informal or like it would be too formal i'd be like hello sir like trying to be fancy i had no idea how to write a proper email and i was like based my emails off like junior sir english like (laughs) here's how to write an email for your exam but um yeah i don't know i just i just wrote to everybody and i'm sure hundreds of people opened them and went no what's this but like eventually i got one reply after ages and then once i got one reply next time i email people i could say oh well i did this the last time and then when i got two i could go oh i did these two things before and then you kind of build up a little bit of credibility and you have more to show for yourself um and i, I don't know i just i just emailed everybody i could until i got a and reply. who were some of the people that like who were some of the managers or do you even remember no just literally like every single artist who ever played in dublin <laughs> the time i was 15 and 18 i'd emailed Every single one. <laughs> that's determination no but I mean yeah. like who who replied like who because you'd imagine that these people get about a million mm. emails a day yeah so like who who were the ones that like or so Macklemore's manager replied okay and said yes 
and that was like one of the first ones and then and what was that interview was it like a an interview or was it them performing they were doing like an in-store performance at Terror Records and then did a gig later that night in the well, academy how insane is that like they would yeah. never be doing that now yeah it's crazy like nobody in Dublin really knew who they were um, so I just kind of followed them for the day and just filmed them and then kind of just made a little video out of it and um, so they replied like if you go onto my YouTube channel just any of the videos you see there they're the ones who did reply okay and then the odd time like a big artist manager would reply but it'd be it would be a no okay and um but I think when I was that age like I had absolutely nothing to lose and I always had the mindset as well of like and my dad said the same thing to me like like I'm starting from like nothing and, mm. like if I email somebody and they say no like I'm no worse off mm. than I was before I asked so like I was never afraid to like ask for things yeah and I'm helping to like it's not like I'm asking for something from them I'm saying hey can I make a video for mm. you so I'm providing like a little bit of value in the same way when you ask somebody to come on your podcast you're saying here I have like a platform yeah I'd love to learn from you and I can help you say whatever you want to say to whoever like to my audience as well mm. and um that was kind of the mindset I just like was afraid like wasn't afraid to be told no I suppose yeah and YouTube is where it kind of all started from you yeah. for you so now I think it said on your website that you have like 10 million views yeah like that is absolutely crazy half those are on one video though. really and yeah. what video is that um the James Bay let it go video so he okay he, I when I emailed his management they came they were one of the ones who came back to me and and what age were you at this point I was 17 okay and his management were like oh we, I sent them on like my show reel from that year or whatever and James had just been signed to Republic in the States but like nobody knew who he was he's playing a gig in the academy too to like 50 people and um, oh my god he was like oh that he just finished writing this new song he'd love to get a video made of it and um, so I went down to the sound check and he was like oh the song let it go I just finished writing a couple of days ago so I had the first ever recording of that song and then that ended up being like his biggest song and he like performed it like at the Brits and like got nominated for a Grammy for it and all this kind of stuff so um, so that video got like I think it's like six and a half million views or something now just oh because because it was the first rec ever recording of it Oh my God, the universe is working with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God, that is insane. So that was the first ever recording of that. Yeah, yeah. And that was before he got big. That yeah. was probably just before he got big again. Yeah, yeah, it was like right before it. Yeah, because I think he'd just been signed and then like a couple of months later, Hold Back the River came out and then that song got really big and then they re-released Let It Go because the first time they put it out, it didn't get quite as big because he wasn't really big. Same with Macklemore, like they put out Can't Hold Us about four years before everyone heard it. And then nobody heard it because they just weren't a big act. And then they re-released it. And then it was obviously one of the biggest tunes in the world. So um, James re-released Let It Go and just became like his biggest song. Yeah. What? Okay. So what would you say? I think it's a good lesson of like, like if it doesn't work the first time, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing it wrong. It just means that it's not the right time. Yeah. Or you just haven't got the right people listening yet. And like... Like tons like being consistent exactly, is like yeah. so important yeah. I always say that to myself like I'm like yeah. once I'm consistent hopefully this will go somewhere absolutely well. would yeah. that be like I was gonna ask you what's your advice to <laughs> basically me but people who aren't in college are going off um doing their own thing or want to go off and do their own thing mm. like what would be kind of I know I'm probably putting you on the spot here but like we can brainstorm together mm. what would be the main things that you would say definitely stick with or you know what would you say like tips for yeah, yeah tips yeah um i think as you say like be persistent just like keep going 
um, I think a lot of the time the people who do well aren't necessarily the ones who are the most talented they're just like one the people who are the nicest to work with mm. and two the people who are just trying the hardest for the longest like there's tons of people who people message me sometimes and they're like oh I want to start doing music photography I emailed Ed Sheeran's manager to get a photo pass and I got no reply like what what am I supposed to do and I was like well I filmed I shot artists who were nobodies for years before I got like proper photo passes to shoot big artists and a lot of people just kind of want to start and like jump straight to the top and it's like it's just it's like trying to run and jump over like a massive gap it's like you're not going to do it whereas if you take like build little steps towards it you're gonna you'll get there and um i think just yeah be persistent a lot of people give up too early and people when they haven't got a million followers in three months are like oh i failed whereas like my youtube channel had like no views for a couple of years like so yeah i think just be persistent be a nice person nobody wants to work with an asshole um, there's tons of people who are talented who get nowhere because they're just assholes um, yeah be nice and do good work and do lots of it we were talking about this before that like it's so annoying that f- followers mean anything yeah. and like obviously I do kind of I, I am through my Instagram trying to promote yeah. my podcast and make my Instagram look really nice but it's really annoying because my podcast is like what I want to do like mm. it's it is the the stepping stone and it's what I actually enjoy. So it's yeah. so annoying that you have to create this weird platform of like kind of put your best foot forward and be like it's mm. it's it's just really strange and it's really sad how people get caught up in that and yeah. don't portray the pe- people that they actually are because and it's very easy to do. Like mm. I'd say if someone messaged you and they were like um, I'll give you a million euro to promote this mm. toothpaste made of sweet corn. You'd be like, Grant, <laughs> yeah. I love sweet corn. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'd probably do that. And that's why it's like so easy to get caught up. But then you get pigeonholed. And I'd say yeah. that's the same for you. Like, I'd say that there's things people ask you to do sometimes and you're like, you have to like really, really dig deep and question like what, yeah. how it benefits you in the long term. Because yeah. obviously you're still so young. I think yeah that definitely kind of shows through like if you get into something just because you want to get a lot of followers to sell things like people who are looking at whatever content you're making whether it's photos or doing a podcast or doing vlogs or like people will will see through that like audiences aren't stupid like um I think that becomes very obvious it's like people who set out and pick up something because they want to make a lot of money at it and if if you do it for that reason you're never gonna really get there whereas if you're you're doing this podcast because you just love doing the podcast and you do it if you even though if even if you knew like I'll never ever make any money off this you're still going to do it and that's like when I started off I was like I just love music and I love making videos I love taking pictures I'm just going to do this regardless if I end up having to work in like a, a normal job that's fine I'm still going to do this but um I think that kind of just being real kind of is what draws people in and makes people actually care about what you're doing uh, as opposed to doing it because you want to promote sweet corn toothpaste <laughs> Yeah, and there are plenty of people doing that and yeah. like it, it might work for them for a while but like you're never you gonna, to think you're never it. gonna have longevity yeah, yeah. Th- i was just about oh my god that yeah. word was in my head i was like hold on yeah. to it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah i always wonder what and this isn't me be- being bitchy this is like an actual concern for even for myself like how how like people think that they are going to make money for the rest of their lives off doing things like that yeah. especially if you're not creating s- images and stuff to look at that's actually like interesting or clear or yeah. good quality like 
what what is your what is your actual goal here like yeah. what is, and I actually think it's really sad that some people just kind of end up in that situation because sometimes mm. you can even like this is I don't mean this in a mean way like I mean this in a in kind of a a thoughtful way sometimes mm. you can kind of see the desperation and like kind of almost like sadness in that people have and then they try to what's sad really is that then they try to do some good and maybe that post doesn't get enough likes they don't do it again yeah yeah, yeah. like I remember I used to like be completely not who I was who I like was inside you know what I mean like I'm quite like a funky person really interested in creative things but because I thought that like like because like older boys were like interested in me and stuff um I used to only like post pictures that were like real booby or something like that and it was because of like what I was seeing was getting like loads of likes on yeah. other people's pages yeah and those those photos was when i had like no followers and they probably get like 700 likes yeah. and some of my photos now don't get like 700 likes but i, I don't care like yeah, yeah. it's what i want to do and i know that hopefully i'll just find my audience and th- those people are not yeah. who i want on my page of course it's all about having the right people supporting what you do yeah than having a massive number because like as you say like once you like if, if you have the right people following you they're going to support whatever it is you do because they know that what you're doing is actually you whereas if you have the wrong people the second you do not the exact thing that they want they're going to disappear exactly what's the point in that yeah so that would be that would be my tip to add to your tip so but like i think one of the like when i take pictures of like say niall horan when we're on tour i'll like take something i'm like oh my god it's one of the best photos i've ever taken and i've put in tons of work and years of practice into that and then he puts it up and then he puts up a selfie next and the selfie gets more or less in that picture (laughs) i'm like Okay, it's not about the numbers. That just proves that like people like people want something, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like better than anything else because of how many likes. Yeah, and you also have to think that like people aren't genuinely putting thought into these things. They are like if you are getting upset about this, you have to think about how you scroll through your newsfeed. Like mm. I might see an image and think, oh my god, be like to my boyfriend, oh my god, look at this, this is so cool, mm. and he'd be like, yeah, and then I'll scroll past it. Like I'm not like will I like this or will I not like yeah, this? Yeah. You know what I mean? People like, are doing it mindlessly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I just think like that would be my tip. Obviously, I don't have a lot of ex- like life experience or experience in that. But even just my experience from going from someone who was pretending to be someone else because of social media, which is yeah. so bizarre. Yeah. And like, that's how I grew up. Yeah. Um, that would be my tip, like not to get caught up in any of that because obviously it's a great platform and mm. it's amazing and it can it can lead you to where you want to go but yeah. it can also lead you down the completely wrong path and like if you there is literally a market for everything you just need to find your audience like as Yazra said when she was on here like you there's pages with like a million followers that sell like cactuses in shoes yeah like if that can happen like you can have yeah, it exactly i saw a video on youtube last week of like this guy who restores like uh, vintage Japanese cooking knives and he gets like 10 million views on every I video I think I've actually they're amazing been like, on that page. I'm obsessed with restoration videos at the moment but like but that's the thing yeah, yeah. he's doing something that he really cares about and people are drawn to it because he actually cares about he didn't start restoring Japanese knives because he was like I'm going to make a book off this you know yeah 
Okay, I think we'll end it there because that was some good chatting. Um, and we've kind of come to our time where my computer is about to time out and <laughs> I, can't, I don't have the money to upgrade my camera. Not cool. my computer, my camera. So thank you so much for no coming worries. on. Thanks for having me. And I hope that everyone enjoyed that. And please subscribe to my channel because as we said, even though it's not important, it kind of is. <laughs> okay, thank you.